Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. A whole day of cigar returns. Let's wait until Take on Woods in the cigar category. Oh, it'd be amazing. <laughs> what is it? Songs from the Crystal Cave. Um, you know how people always ask me to officiate their weddings? Like I did Polly's, I did our friend Christina's. I have a new caveat. Yes, I will officiate your wedding. Your first dance has to be a Steven Seagal song. That's my new caveat. I'm now president of Ben and Woods, or Woods and Ben. I can make these uh, edicts. So there was a guy, I'm supposed to officiate his wedding next November. I'm into it. Your first dance has to be a Steven Seagal song, or I'm not coming. How's that? I like that. Yeah. But will it be the reggae style Seagal? It doesn't have to be the reggae. You can pick the love song. Yeah, you can do the love song. I read a uh, another article. I got in the deep rabbit hole about Steven Seagal as I have before. He opened for Sammy Hagar one time, and uh, it was a pure vanity play for Seagal, like to go out and tour. So he had a private plane. He had an entourage of like thirty people, um, and he went on stage and like played his gig. He got paid five hundred dollars for the gig, and they estimated it cost like thirty to forty thousand dollars just for him to put on the gig. So he. Spent thirty to forty thousand dollars to make a thousand, and he did this, you know, several nights and and went out and and toured the country on a private jet because, well, he was bored and he wanted to and had money to burn back then. He made a ton of money back in the uh, the eighties and nineties, Ben. So, not the str- the smartest business strategy uh, by any stretch, but you know, he can say I've I've played gigs and I've opened for Sammy Hagar. So there you go. Well, I actually will promise you no Steven Seagal questions today on Take on Woods. We do need a contestant here, though, if you'd like to challenge Woodsy and see if you can hand him a fourth straight loss. Oh God! On Take on Woods and uh, add to his misery. Call up right now eight three three two eight eight zero ninety seven three. Get in the queue. I can be our contestant today for a chance to qualify for our grand prize trip to Las Vegas. 833-288-0973. We'll play here in just a couple of minutes. I did want to bring up a story from earlier this week. Perry Manasian, the general manager of the Angels, tried to end the speculation that Shohei Otani might be traded this offseason as they get ready for the winter meetings coming up. A lot of people talking about the Angels got to do something dramatic, and the most dramatic move they could make right now would likely be trading Shohei Otani to rebuild their organization. Manasian tried to put the kibosh on that. He said they will, essentially, that's not an option. They are not trading Shohei Otani. Um, But do you believe him? First of all, a lot of people 
have said that they're not going to do something and then right away turned around and done exactly what it was that they said they weren't going to do. It happens in sports all the time. Is that the smart move for the Angels, though? Clearly, Otani is not all that happy with the organization. That's where I was going to go next, Ben. If you read his comments um, after the season ended, none of them have been good. None of them. And he actually said last week, if they were going to trade me, they should have done it at the deadline when the, the market was probably, for me, was at its highest. That's when they could have gotten the most return. That's a weird thing for a player to say. I don't. I can't say that he's 100% happy playing in Anaheim right now. I do think he came here and wanted to win. And I, do, I could see how uh, the Angels would have looked like a pretty um, appetizing or, or, or um, uh, an interesting place to play. You get a chance to play with Mike Trout. They had gone out and, and you know spent money. They always spend money. And it's just it went the way that it usually does. I hate to play the what-if game. Oh, I know. Here. Yeah, had but, he come here. Given the affordability right now of Shohei Otani, even even going into this year when he's going to break the bank, what did he sign a one-year $30 million, $30 million deal yeah, to the, avoid arbitration? Yep. But the last couple of years where he's been playing at a ridiculously cheap rate for what he's been producing, A.J. Preller went, you'll remember, went hard he did. after Shohei Otani. And I don't, think, I don't think that he did anything wrong in particular. The only reason the Padres didn't land Shohei Otani was that at the time, the National League didn't have a designated hitter. Correct. And it was going to be fairly essential to Shohei Otani's development to be able to jump in and be a designated hitter. And it didn't come along in the National League for a couple of more years. He went with the Angels. The rest, as they say, is kind of history for Otani. And he's become the greatest double threat in yeah. baseball history. Correct. Remember, A.J. Preller learned Japanese. Oh, yeah. I mean, he put on the full-court press to try to sign Shohei Otani when he was posted from Japan. What was that now, four years ago when he first came over yeah. to Major League Baseball? I, I mean, it's just too tantalizing to think about adding Shohei Otani to the mix of what the Padres already had last season and where they might be right now. Maybe even celebrating a World Series title. I mean, he's that kind of player who could have made that kind of difference for the Padres. Yeah, no question. Um, it I have seen a couple of, of mock trade proposals on what it would take to get Shohei Otani. And I, I can't say, you know, it, look, if it happened, I would probably be elated and you worry about tomorrow, tomorrow. Uh, but, I mean, there's some big names in there. I think Snell was in there. Um, you know, Jackson Merrill, you know, Pottery's number one prospect, shortstop, really, really good-looking player. Dylan Lesko. Dylan they're, Lesko. They're the pitcher they just took. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, if you're if you're another team – and you think you can go get Shohei Otani and you have better prospects, you probably try to do it. But if Manazian, I think uh, you're not going to see a GM. I mean, I, I guess you've seen GMs say, yeah, well, we're listening on all players. Well, you've seen that before. But I think you'd be foolish to – I think you try again. If it's a Angels. fairly innocuous way of, of not saying anything. Yeah. And we always listen on everybody, and it keeps your options yeah. open. To go out and say, you know, we're not going to trade him – what does? How does that serve the Angels? Does that drive up the price? Like, oh, well, if they're not going to trade him, we're really going to have to offer a lot more to see if we can change his mind? It probably does, is yeah. That, is that the strategy. strategy there, or is it just being honest? And, you know, where they are in a market that they're not in a position to let go of great players. They're trying to draw fans in a very competitive... They're, they're surrounded right now by two of the most popular teams, I would say, in baseball. 
Yes. The Dodgers and the Padres have the Angels kind of surrounded in Southern California. Padres loaded with superstars, popular, fun players. The Dodgers coming off, you know, back, you know, hundred win seasons back to back to back to back with probably the biggest overall fan base in all of baseball, and they're they're kind of stuck in the middle right now. I mean, and, I can't. They finished. Uh, they finished twenty twenty two. Ben thirteenth in attendance. And I mean, that's damn near the middle of the pack in Major League Baseball. All right. The Cubs outdrew them. The Rockies outdrew them. Toronto, Houston, the Mets, San Diego, Atlanta, Yankees, St. Louis, and the Dodgers um, all outdrew the Angels. San Francisco uh, as well. Imagine what it does to attendance if you trade Shohei Otani. I mean, you're not trading him for four studs on the Major League no, my level. My first it's... reaction as a fan is I, I guess we're rebuilding. Uh, Maybe I'll just wait and get my season tickets in a couple of years now. I mean, that's that's an honest first reaction when you trade a player that's that exciting, that that's that talented. You know, as a fan, that sometimes that's necessary to help, you know, rebuild your team and maybe speed up the process, but it doesn't mean you have to sit around and watch every single game or, you know, spend money on a half-season ticket plan if your favorite players aren't going to be there anymore. Well, and I also think, you know, you got Rendon coming back, allegedly healthy. You've got Mike Trout coming back healthy. You've got Shohei Otani coming back healthy. You you make a few moves and you try again because you do have him for one more year. You avoided arbitration and you paid him a lot of money to avoid arbitration, Ben. And now you've got, what, $70 million a year locked up in Trout and Otani. I'd say you have to roll the dice and try to get into these playoffs that so many teams got, got into. I mean, look who was the the last two teams standing, the Astros and the Phillies. Phillies were a sixth seed, and they're in there. That's what you need to do if you're the Angels. I mean, you really have to – you got to revamp a lot of stuff if you're the the Angels. Trading Otani, I I don't think helps you at all. Speaking of rolling the dice, let's let uh, Tier 1 roll the dice and take their chances on another game today of Take on Woods. It's time for Take on Woods. 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 Brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. All right, let's see. Uh, we got James on the line. Is that you, James? Yes, sir. All right, uh, you are in. You are content. We have banished uh, the commander-in-chief for the time being once he has left the studio. You will get the first five questions of musical trivia. Then Woodsy will come back in, get the same five questions. If you can beat or tie him, you will qualify for our grand prize drawing. Get away to Las Vegas two nights at the Westgate, Las Vegas Resort and Casino, home of the Superbook, world's largest race and sports book. We'll get you a VIP pod there at the Superbook and spot treatments for two at Serenity Spa. Uh, you get to pick our category today, James, and here are your choices. Bringing back Three's Company, the number three, key to all the answers there. That's what I want. Uh, the f- songs that start with the phrase "I want," and "Nighty Night," uh, five song titles that include the word "night." So, James, pick one of those three. Three's Company, "That's What I Want," or "Nighty Night." Let's try "Nighty Night." Nighty Night. All right, the new one today. Again, we've got five song titles. All of them include the word "night." You'll have sixty seconds. Answer as many as you can. Uh, pass if you want. We'll come back if there's time left on the clock if you don't know one. And we'll start with our two-second song. Polly firing up his jukebox. He will play a short clip of what should be a fairly well-known hit. You need to give me both the title of the song, which will include the word night, 
and the artist to score that point, and then we'll go on from there. James, you ready to play? Let's go. All right, 60 seconds on the clock. Your time begins when Paul plays the music, the category Nighty Night. Good luck, James. Let's take on Woods. I wear my sunglasses at night. We'll come back for you. Lionel Richie admits he made up some of the African-sounding lyrics for which 19... All night long. Correct. Which ACDC classic begins with the line, she was a fast machine. She... Me all night long. Correct. George Benson notched his biggest hit with which smooth 1980 song that topped the soul singles chart? Pass. Which song from their 1979 album became Van Halen's first top 20 hit? All right, let's go back to the two-second song. You just need the artist. George George Benson notched his biggest hit with which smooth 1980 song that topped the soul singles chart? You got two. You got two. Uh, Sunglasses at Night is by Corey Hart, which is kind Mm. of a tricky one. You Everyone knows that uh, that tune, but who is it by? It's by Corey Hart. You got All Night Long and You Shook Me All Night Long by Lionel Richie and ACDC. Give Me the Night is George Benson's song. And Dance the Night Away. We were just talking about Dance the Night Away yeah, a by Van Halen selection a couple days for a ago. daily ditty. And there it is on Take on Woods. So your score is locked in, James. Hang on the line. We'll see how Woodsy does. He is riding a three-game losing streak. Will it end today is the question. He does not get the category. Always puts him at a bit of a disadvantage. We'll reset everything. 60 seconds on the clock. Woods, your time begins. Paul plays our music. Good luck. Let's take on James. Sunglasses at night, Corey Hart. Correct. Lionel Richie admits he made up some of the African-sounding lyrics for which 1983 hit Jambo Jumbo. Dancing on the ceiling. Incorrect. Which what? ACDC classic begins with the line, she was a fast machine, she kept her motor clean. Uh, you shook me all night long. Correct. George Benson notched his biggest hit with which smooth 1980 song that topped the soul singles chart? Pass. Which song from their 1979 album became Van Halen's first top 20 hit? Running with the Devil? Incorrect. Ah! Uh, George Benson notched Don't his know. biggest hit with which... I think that's all of them. No, then. there's another one, isn't there? Uh, you got two of them. You missed two of them. Okay. And you don't know the last all one. All right. That's it. I want to try. <laughs> George Benson. I don't know. the. I have no idea what the category is either. No, the category, and uh, you got two right. It's four in a row, isn't it's it? It's called Nighty Night. <clears throat> Sunglasses at Night. And you got you shook me all night long. You didn't get all night long by Lionel Richie. Oh. Give me the night by George Benson. And we just talked about it. Dance the night away by Van Halen. Your favorite. My favorite. It is. I, I'm bad it, with it. Charts. Is a tie today. Oh so thank God. You did not lose. But James, <laughs> you do qualify with the tie. So hang oh, on the line, and Paul will get your information. Two two. 
our score today and take on Woods night, in the category. Nighty night. Night would have helped me with Dance the Night Away. Right. I'm so, like, with chart topping stuff, I have no idea. None. So there you go. Yeah, I, th- I put that last because I figured by then you might have the category figured out night. What's night? Night? What's a song? Sunglasses. But I, I needed more early to figure he it out. He got sunglasses at night, but he couldn't get Corey Hart or you would have lost. Oh, God. Thank God. Whew. I'll take a tie at this point. It's not a loss. It's not a win. My goodness, your standards have lowered ever since taking office. It's not a loss. <laughs> we'll take a tie. I will now. take a tie. He's going to take a me. tie. Oh, a runoff. It's a half a win. push. I'll take a push. Push is a win. Woo. All right, don't do this. Is coming up next. Uh, some just even worse news for Brittany Griner, which is hard to believe as badly as things have been going for her in Russia. Yeah, it's gotten even worse. We'll let you know what's happened with her. That is coming up. Don't go anywhere. It's Ben and Woods. More on the way after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Don't do this. It's time for Don't Do This. What were you thinking? Three stories from the world of sports that make us all shake our heads. Why? How many times do I have to tell you? I'm sorry, I fudged up, guys. You idiot, you moron. You dumbass. The apple sometimes does far fall from the tree. Don't do this. Do not tweet that. With Ben and Woods. I like a Nickelback song or two. On 97.3 The Fan. One of the biggest games this weekend, the ones that will make you money. If you want to beat the books, then you have to cash the ticket. Cash the Ticket is the podcast to help you bet smarter on both pro and college games. Host Mike Valenti and Jim Costa set the stage for the weekend of football with some tips and tricks to help you bet confidently with a healthy dose of ball busting as well. It's the perfect podcast for football fans with new episodes every Thursday and Friday. Follow Cash the Ticket 
on the free Odyssey app wherever you get your podcast. A heavy dose of what? Ball busting. Hmm. I think you ring the misogyny bell on that one, Ben. I don't. I just read the copy that's hmm. given to me. Football so did, so busting. Did the, Football busting. So did the guy reading the commercial for the new Gillette trimmer. Don't treat your junk don't. like junk. There's so many different ways to say pubic area. Right? I mean, really, it's all in the way you say it. Nether like, regions. I can say anything. Oh. How's your Dr. Pepper bottle doing? It does. I mean, right. it, as long as you say it with the right kind of inflection, yeah. everything means groin. Correct. You don't have to say pubic area. Got a problem it, with your door handle, Woods? Just doesn't weird. matter. I'm just looking at things I'm seeing right here. Your it's Dr. Pepper weird. bottle, your door handle. My door handle. Well, it's a weird commercial. Uh, this is a terrible... You're playing with your little microphone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everything. Everything has a double entendre. Just a terrible, terrible situation. Damn it, Paulie. It's a serious business. Fiddling with your keyboard again over there, Woods? <laughs> the answer is yes. Every chance I get. How do I do this story now after you two creeps are making wiener jokes? That's why you're tier one commander in chief. Very carefully now. We need to transition from the commander in chief. It's just the worst case scenario for uh, WNBA star Brittany Griner. She's being transferred to a Russian penal colony. Known for its terrible, terrible living conditions, Ben. This is different than a detention center where you sit in a cell. This is one where they're actually, they go out and perform labor. It's much more difficult to make contact with the outside world. Uh, it's sad. It's a sad story. We're yeah, talking I was, about I was looking at, like, the conditions. They say, first of all, just getting there, they, like, throw you in the back of a truck and maybe, like, two weeks to a month it takes to get out to Siberia. These are, like, you the, are the Soviet gulags, basically. And then when you get there, conditions are very poor. No, no heat. I mean... When temperatures are like below zero, lack of running water, and then you're forced to work, you know, long hours every single day with very little food for yourself. It just sounds brutal and miserable. And sometimes the punishment does not fit the crime. That punishment does not fit that crime. I'm sorry. It just doesn't. Hashish oil, it doesn't fit the crime. It doesn't. She didn't and steal anything. She didn't no, murder anyone. No, if, if, you, if you think differently... I don't know what to tell you. I mean, it's hashish oil. It's not, I mean, it's for personal use. So is there, I mean, I mean, I know in the past we've talked about, what are we talking like, about? a potential, like a prisoner swap or something. Yeah, but we're is not going to give up that guy, the spider assassin or whatever the hell his name was. What was his name? Like, Mr. Mur- Mr. Murder or something? <laughs> like, it was the worst? My question is, is that even still an option that, after her case was ruled and so she was sent to prison? Her agent uh, has said, you know, they're still trying, but the two sides have not been able to agree to a deal. Yes, we'll give you a WNBA player that was caught with hashish oil, and we'll, in return, send you back Mr. Murder Incorporated. Like, I don't think that's how so, it works. Like, Russia knows her punishment doesn't Correct. fit. Correct. Yes. That's they why they're doing that. Well, it's awful. Well man. aware of that. Awful. It's all leverage. and Yep. It's terrible. Very, very so ugly. Very Speaking ugly. of ugly stories, I saw this one this morning involving a, uh, a rugby referee, a female referee named Gray Montrose. Uh, she is uh, 34 years old, part-time referee, and she was 
sexually harassed by one of her fellow referees uh, recently, and she filed a report. There's a international organization called Safe Sport, kind of under the U.S. Olympic movement, that monitors these things. So she filed the official report. Here's where the story gets weird. The other referee admitted wrongdoing. She accused him of groping and sexual harassment. Mm. And so then they punished him by placing him on probation for six months. But then the woman, Gray Montrose, wasn't sure that he was following the terms of his probation. She wanted to make sure he wasn't keeping doing this to other people because he was still getting refereeing assignments. Nothing had really changed. So she started calling around, you know, other referees who worked with him and to make sure that he wasn't, you know, violating the terms of his probation. Yeah. And she sent, you know, here's the order that they, here's the order that they gave me, you know, putting him on probation. Well, apparently those documents are confidential and now she's the one who is there attempting to punish her for sharing those documents about the probation and the process that they're going after her for confidential document uh, distribution. That's awful, dude. So the guy who sexually harassed her and groped her really got nothing. Probation for six months, but continues to work, gets paid, gets to keep refereeing, doing everything. Now she's the one in trouble because she shared that information with other people. That is, that's... That's unconscionable, man. It, it makes no sense to me whatsoever. Uh, nothing like sitting at the t- dinner table last night. I was scrolling through my phone and talking to the boys, and this video popped up on my uh, Twitter feed. And it was a video of a uh, young boy. He's from Mississippi, and uh, his name is Landon, and he is a huge, huge Ra- uh, Ravens fan and, most importantly, a huge Lamar Jackson fan. And I'm, this video pops up, and I watch it, and I'm sitting there with my two sons, and my eyes just fill with tears. The sweetest thing. Little boy sitting at a conference table, like at Raven's headquarters, and a guy walks in. He goes, hey, how you doing, Lance? Got somebody here to see you. Check this out. Here's the audio. I got somebody here to see you. What's up, bro? How you doing? <laughs> how you doing, man? So the, doing? the laughs you hear are Lamar Jackson as this kid <laughs> beelines. <laughs> Beeline to Lamar, wraps his arms around Lamar Jackson and refuses to let Lamar He's Jackson still go. Him. He's still holding him, crying. He's crying. He had no clue. He had no clue. And Lamar is the sweetest thing, rubbing his back. Man, hey, dude, you're good. You're good. Good to meet you, bro. Lamar like tries to stand up, like, oh, the hug's done, and he goes, nope. Okay, we're still doing this. I got you. I'm telling you, Paulie. I'm at the table yesterday. I'm like. <laughs> It was just the sweetest thing. And what a, you know, again, you're talking about a, a three-minute gesture, five-minute gesture from Lamar Jackson, you know, means the world to this little kid. And again, I don't know how serious his heart condition is, but um, it just is the touching, touching do-do this for today. Very sweet. Very, 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 sweet. very sweet. Do those things move you like they move me? They do. I mean, <laughs> I'm not quite as feeling as you are, but... How can you not when you see it's a kid so like sweet, that? Dude. The look on his face. He won't let him go. He will not let him go. I it's, love it. It's really nice. Big softy. It's really nice. And that is Don't and Do Do This for a Wednesday. That was Don't Do This with Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan. A lot of hubbub earlier this week. Dan Patrick uh, kind of set off a firestorm for at least a few minutes about San Diego State to the Pac-12. Doesn't seem like it's actually true, at least 
Not yet, but there is plenty of college sports news out there right now. Dennis Dodd, CBSSports.com, always one of our favorites, is going to join us. Coming up next, stay tuned for that on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Today I watch the birds moving through the harbor, walking on water in your arms. I'd stay forever if I could, forever if I may. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. It's like San Diego State is going to go to the Pac-12. That uh, is expected, at least according to my source, to be announced this week. But San Diego State to the Pac-12. I guess technically Dan Patrick could still be right. The week is not over yet, but I certainly heard no momentum or uh, whispers that an announcement is... Imminent. Impending. Well, we've heard the opposite. Number yeah, one. Here's very, where, very much so. Here's where he shot himself in the foot. You just say, my source tells me that San Diego State will be joining the Pac-12 at some point. And then you can claim victory in, yeah, in three months. In three months, or if, if it does happen. Like if I listed 45 free agents that the Padres are potentially in on and we got three of them, I'm going to be like, hey, look who's a genius. Three of those guys are in, right? So... Um, yeah, rookie mistake by Dan Patrick, yeah. I think. Uh, this hour, 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by the Department of Healthcare Services. Visit choosechangeca.org when you're young. Life is full of choices. Don't let opioids like highly addictive and deadly fentanyl take away your life or your choices. With just one wrong pill, find medically proven treatment options at choosemat.org. All right, uh, we've got on our premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline, one of our favorites, Dennis Dodd from CBS Sports. <laughs> Uh, Dennis, I know you were writing about the Pac-12 media deal that they're talking, uh, that they're working on right now, and uh, we were always told that nothing was going to happen until the Pac-12 uh, gets some media deal rights done and make some decisions before expansion. Are you hearing the same? Yeah, I mean that's the way these things go. Um, you know, to be to be perfectly honest, Dan Patrick's batting average on some of this stuff is about like Trent. Trent Grisham. Oh, no. Trent Grisham is pretty good for baseball, but, uh, but not, you know, not news reporting. Um, oh, if hurts. I had said something like that and it didn't happen, oh, I'd be called it. into the office. Yeah. And, it, and it's not going to happen this week. I, I've been on Twitter since and I'm, others. So, no, in, in, in answer to your question, um, yeah, these typically how these things go. It's, you've got to sign the media rights deal first. And then you, you include language in there about conference composition. You know, I'd 
wrote yesterday about what the Big 12s is, and then you go out and do that deal, however long it takes. Um, I do think San Diego State's in a really good position, um, and I do think the, the Pac-12 is going to get a deal done by uh, New Year's Day. But then, you know what, a matter of months or weeks after that, then they decide on expansion. Yeah, it will be interesting to see how it shakes out, uh, certainly, Dennis. What, in your opinion, I mean, just give me kind of your overarching thoughts on on all of the movement uh, around college football. And it's funny because I, 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 we've talked before. Uh, I grew up a Notre Dame fan. I am a Notre Dame fan. And I, when Ben, my, my partner here, when he starts to talk about conference realignment sometimes, my eyes do glaze over, basically because I wasn't raised in a conference, and so I never really cared. I always had to defend, you know, the strength of schedule and is, was this win big enough and all that. Um, your overarching thoughts on all this movement in college football, and what's it going to look like in five years? Yeah, money follows brands, and that's why you saw Texas and Oklahoma go to the SEC. That's why you saw USC and UCLA go to the Pac-12. And so people want to talk about super conferences. We, we have them. There are going to be super conferences, 16 teams each, uh, 32 teams at the top. And it's going to cause a disparity unlike we've ever seen before in terms of revenue, in terms of recruiting, in terms of uh, schools being able to build facilities. That's why I think uh, San Diego State is really well positioned because of the stadium because they're really close to becoming an R1 research institution, which, which will help push them through with their conferences, presidents when they vote. But it's, it's, it's a separation. I, you know, we can have this discussion about breaking away from the NCAA. I don't think we're there. I just think it's a situation where the SEC and the Big Ten are going to be dictating things in the future. And it's everybody else's duty to rush and shore up. That's what the Big 12 is doing. That's what the Pac-12 is doing. And just try to stay solvent and relevant. Dennis, uh, obviously geographically, the Pac-12 makes the most sense for San Diego State, and San Diego State probably makes the most sense for the Pac-12. But with the reports last week that uh, the Big 12 had reached out to Gonzaga and maybe pursuing a kind of a basketball-led strategy, and and knowing how San Diego State is is clearly kind of the number two behind Gonzaga on the West Coast when it comes to power basketball programs that are already in a power five conference. Is there anything to the possibility that the big 12, you know, could make a play for San Diego state as well? Obviously the Aztecs would want football to be a part of that and the rest of their sports too. Yeah, there's, there's some smoke there. Um, Brett, your Mark has talked to uh, the, the Gonzaga AD. Um, I know there's, there's no money there to speak of. Only 20% of any of these media rights deals involve the college basketball side of it. And when you're adding one team in college basketball only, even though it's a national brand, you know that, uh, the money would be minimal. So what does the Big 12 get out of it? I guess making the nation's best college basketball conference stronger, definitely, because it is the Big 12's had, what, three straight teams in the Final Four and two champions. So there would be that. Um, no money, but I think it'd be, well, let's put it this way. Gonzaga's talking to everybody. And I think I wrote that yesterday. They're reaching out to secure themselves in this era of realignment, the best place they can be, you know, whether that's the Pac-12, whether that's the Big 12. Um, the heavy lift for them, if they decide to go to the Big 12, is to travel for all their minor schools. 
know, they're going to have to be traveling from there to Cincinnati to Morgantown. Um, not to say it can't be done, but that's going to be a consideration. But yes, that that has happened. There have been um, talks. Let's put it that way. Talking to our pal Dennis Dodd from CBS Sports. What has kind of been for you the biggest surprise of the college football season so far? Is it the is it Alabama? You know, being uh, almost essentially on the cusp of being out of the the football playoffs, the college football playoffs. It's going to take a miracle for that to happen. Um, TCU having a monster season. Is it A and M just absolutely spitting the bit uh, and just being horrible this season? What is has shocked you the most? I, I think you know, all those. I think you're you're in line with all those. I would say just you know, money doesn't buy happiness. I didn't. I did a story a couple of weeks ago on yes, Texas A&M has the best of everything. They've got this giant NIL. Um, yeah. You know, you know, bunch of money for NIL. Um, Miami committed eight turnovers. They've got a billionaire sugar daddy paying their backup quarterback. <laughs> two-year deal for $145,000, they're falling behind. And I guess my point with the story is it's still 18 to 22-year-olds whose bodies are still forming, whose minds are still forming, whose values are still forming. And you're going to see this stuff. You know, you're going to see Wake Forest turn it over eight times and a half. You're going to see Miami underperform. You're going to see Michigan State, although these players have nothing to do with Mel Tucker making $95 million guaranteed for 10 years, get off to the start they had. So, so my further point is I was, I was in Georgia Saturday. The games still matter. The games are the thing. I've never seen anything like Georgia Saturday. It was the decibel equivalent of standing next to a 747 while it took off from 100 yards away. And that's what – there was a transition there. Georgia wins. Alabama loses. Is Nick going downhill? Is this it for Alabama? Is Georgia taking over? And that's kind of what I wrote about. I guess at the end of the day, the football still matters. That's what I care about on Saturday. All this other stuff I can lose. Talking to Dennis Dodd from CBSSports.com and the uh, college playoff rankings that came out yesterday, Dennis. Very tidy. Got four undefeated teams. Yeah, there. very tidy. They're one through four. It's not going to stay that way. You know, Michigan's going to play Ohio State, and it's going to get messier at some point. How do you kind of see, in your mind, the the top four playing out as we head toward uh, the back half of the season and the rivalry matchups and the conference championship games? Well, it's really going to be fun because, like you said, we know there's going to be probably at least one of those teams drop out. Top four are, are ranked one, two, three, four. Okay, and only four undefeated teams. Michigan and Ohio State play each other. Um, Tennessee is lurking there at number five. If anybody drops out and they went out, they've got a chance by not winning, you know, not winning their conference to have SEC have two teams in there. But don't forget LSU. I talked to Brian Kelly a couple of days ago, and I'm going to write about that. Look at Brian Kelly and LSU. This is why he went to LSU. He's seven and two, 10 weeks in and controls his own destiny, LSU, for a national championship. Insane. In the history of ball, only two teams have won titles with two losses, LSU in 2007 in the BCS when everything went crazy, and Minnesota in 1960. I was four years old, don't ask. Um, <laughs> but that's why, that could never happen at Notre Dame. It's the SEC. So I don't, I don't see a scenario where Georgia drops out. I think they could lose and still finish in the top four. 
what I said was Tennessee, Michigan, more than Ohio State, can't afford to lose. TCU is a great story. If they go undefeated, they're going to be taken care of, maybe even if they lose a game along the way, but they have to win the Big 12 to get in. And don't forget the Pac-12. I keep saying this. I think USC more than Oregon has better juice because USC's only blemish is a one-point loss to Utah. And Georgia's, obviously Oregon's loss is to Georgia by 46 points in the open or undefeated in the Pac-12. And I really think, guys, at the end of the day, when those people are in that room in the selection committee, they sit there at Oregon's an option. Are they going to say, do we want to see that again? Because we know what's going to happen. So does USC get the bump over Oregon? Dennis, but in as a Notre Dame fan, Brian Kelly had plenty of chances to beat Alabama and Nick Saban for, you know, for years. Oh, right. For right. years. It, 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 and, and I said it on the air Friday. I, I calmed ah. some – I tried to calm some of our Alabama fans. Right. And I said, hey, you've got nothing to worry about. Brian Kelly literally cannot beat Alabama. And he – they you know, they it was a really, really good game, close game. But he came out on top. I can't tell you how sick to my stomach I was because I never, yeah. I never saw it. He he can't say it out loud, but I will. He went to three BCS or college football playoff seasons. Yeah, he, Notre Dame was beaten by a cumulative sixty-eight points. Yep. You can't get the players at Notre Dame that you can at LSU. Fair enough. You know, you can get more players in that state than you can at Notre Dame recruiting the entire country. I mean, that's just the you know. Call it what you will. It's harder to get in. It's harder to get players to go to northern, you know, northern Indiana in the cold to play. It's still a great program. But LSU, you can get better players. You can recruit better players. And you can compete. Look what I'm telling you right now. You can get to the playoff with two losses. Yep. He basically told, told me that that's what Nick Saban told him when he consulted with him about the job. Did he do he it said, in a southern you know, accent, though? Did When he talked to you, did he have yeah. a southern accent? Or was it Boston that day, Dennis? I'm very bitter. As you it's, all, it's all in the family. It's all in the, all family. the family. Now, in a couple <laughs> of years, it, we won't have these discussions about which four teams are going to get in. They're going to expand the playoffs. Is there is there any hope that we see this in, in, by 2024, Dennis, the 12-team playoff, which I think is the – that's the right-size playoff for, for my mind. You're not, you're not getting everybody in, but – Everybody who's decent should have a chance to win that national championship at the end. Yeah, you just said it. Everybody who deserves to get in will have their nose under the tent. And that's why it's made sense. But look, they've proposed this, and it was approved, I think, way back in June of 2021. It's, it's because of conference realignment that upset the apple cart. We could have done this in, uh, in February, but... The Pac-12, Big Ten, and ACC voted against it. It needed to be unanimous. And now here we are running up against sort of an artificial deadline to get it done, yes, in answer to your question, as soon as possible. If they don't do it in 24, they'll try to do it in 25, and then at the latest, 26. But they really want to get to 24 because of what we're talking about. Everybody knows under the tent the access, certainly the money, uh, upwards of $1.6 billion per year in revenue, almost triple what they're getting now. But they can't get the logistics down. Because of the dates, they're going head-to-head against finals, graduation, the NFL now with an 18-week season, um, and then playing on Thursday nights and wildcard games on Monday. On Monday. So if that's what's turned out to be so hard. I went to the meeting a couple of weeks ago in Dallas, and they're getting frustrated at each other that they can't get it done. But they're trying like heck to do 24. Dennis, great catching up with you. Really appreciate your time. Thank you. 
Thanks, guys. Great job in the playoffs, by the way. Appreciate uh, it. Fun one. That was fun. Dennis Dodd on CBSSports.com and our Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, find new roads. Thought what he said about uh, USC and Oregon was kind of interesting. A couple of thoughts on that after we check traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. Yeah, the Pac-12, very interesting right now. You look at the conference standings, you got sixth-ranked Oregon, 6-0, and then you have three one-loss teams right behind them, eighth-ranked USC, 12th ranked UCLA, 13th ranked Utah, but Utah has the win over USC. USC and UCLA play here in a couple of weeks. Yep. Oregon and USC don't play in the regular season. The top two teams will play each other in the conference championship game, but if Utah beats Oregon, they could all have one loss, and you know USC could end up in a tiebreaker. I don't know how that works, but if they beat UCLA and who there were three one-loss teams, I don't know which two. Who plays for the conference championship? You would, would think Utah would have the tiebreaker over USC because they beat them head-to-head. So you would either get the rematch there or you get the rematch against Oregon um, in the conference championship game. I don't know. I have to look at those tiebreaker scenarios. But USC could be the highest-rated team, not in the conference championship game, and then they'll decide should they go to the college football playoff even though they aren't in the Pac-12 championship game. Are we assuming that USC wins out? There's a lot of yeah. There's a lot yeah, of scenarios lot of that that still have to play out over these last three weeks or so. But uh, it could be you very see, messy. Well, UCLA USC is going to be a good game again. Very good game for the for the first time in a while. Very good game. Yeah. I mean, when was the last time both of those teams were ranked in the top fifteen right. when they met? I couldn't tell you. Oh, I hope could we, not tell you. Hope the Irish ruin their season on the twenty sixth of November would make my entire college football season, my friend. If their seasons are, are isn't ruined already, I mean, they, not, yeah. USC could win out and still not go to the college football I mean, playoff. They lost to Utah by one, by one, one. Right, so right. it's. I mean, what a good year! In a game they probably should have won. Absolutely, it's been a, a unqualified, probably success for Lincoln Riley in oh, his yeah. first season. No question, but it doesn't mean the promised land awaits for USC at the end of the road either. Yeah, fair enough. Interesting. All right, uh, we'll come back. We got uh, two hours down, two hours to go. Uh, we still have some great guests. Uh, Chris Rose is going to join us at eight thirty-five. Always look forward to talking to Chris Rose from. John Boy Media and the NFL Network, so we can go a number of different directions with Chris. Uh, That's still to come. Uh, Woodsy and I had a bunch of fun last night. We'll reset that when we come back as well. Tell you where we were. More content. Lots to get to. Yeah, in the second half of Ben and Woods. We'll have. More content next with Ben and Woods and Woods and Ben on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fam. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.